Recording from a basement and above a garage in suburban Atlanta. Welcome to the Godless Heathens Kind of Podcast. Thanks for joining us. I'm Jerry. And I'm Jeff. And this is a podcast by atheists that talks about a lot of things, not just atheism. We will challenge your assumptions and ours too. Definitely not here to preach to the atheist choir, but to critique, ridicule, and poke fun at anyone, especially ourselves. So join us as we examine the unholy merger of politics and religion from the secular perspective. This is episode 130, Mike Johnson, generic name, but with decidedly ungeneric, strongly held beliefs, and he's second in line to the presidency. Are we ready for this? No. <laughs> I, I, I th you know what? I think we're more ready. I said I was going to let you start, so I'm going to. Oh, uh, well, no. so he was elected a couple of weeks ago to the Speaker of the House out of nowhere when they went through the Jim Jordans and the Steve Scalises and I can't remember the other people that were in there. And then out of the blue, here comes Mike Johnson and everybody, including newscasters, had to Google who the hell this Mike Johnson uh, Susan was. Collins didn't know who he was. He's off the radar. For most people, but he's definitely on our radar. <laughs> he, was he on your radar prior? No, you no. never heard of him before. No, I never did. Right. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Um, okay. But, you know, he should have been because he's been working quietly behind the scenes. And I had forgot that he was the one that kind of led the uh, um, the revolt to um, vote against certifying the election. He was like one right. of the. He's an election. He's an election denier. Bigly. Big Which... time which did seem to be a prerequisite for the sorting yeah. hat because right, right. and 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 make no mistake i think he knows that uh the donald picked that speaker period and if you were not if you were somebody that's why that's why uh uh emmer got spiked Right. Yeah. He did thumbs down to him. Right. He was a denier or no. I mean, he was one that, that didn't deny the, the election. Right. Yep. And and disqualifying. But you know what? What shocked me was that 100 percent of the of the Republican Congress people voted to certify him. So Not one dissension. Not are you. One. I'm going to I'm going to. Uh nitpick your words because you're not surprised you can't be surprised you could be dis um, you could be dismayed you could be you know wtf you know times 10 but there's no way at this yeah. point we should be surprised right right you're you're, you're exactly right i mean you know we saw the writing on the wall and, you know, I think we tried to believe that there are some people in Congress that are not, you know, white Christian nationalists, not um, anti-democratic, not pro-authoritarian. But that so, was that was cleared up. <laughs> so you think uh, I'm going to uh, apparently I'm going to be nitpicky today. Um, so the first thing you said was was white Christian nationalist. Mm hmm. And I'll, here's my here's my only quibble with it. I don't believe that they are. 
but they're certainly going along with it. They're 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 going to ride the wave and they're not going to challenge it and they're going to aid and abet it and they're not going to get in its way because if you if you do you get rolled like Tom Emmert. Well, but if you aid and abet it, you are a white Christian nationalist. You're in that. Because <laughs> you're cool with it. You're cool. You may not be, you know. You know, that's a, but that's a, that, I, I guess, shocker, I'm thinking about the messaging. And <laughs> I think these people don't talk like that or they don't talk like that kind of off camera. They don't make public statements about it. But even throughout the dotard years, there were always people behind the scenes calling them stupid and disconnected and unorganized. And, you know, there was a series that's the first, you know, that I, that I remember saying, so I'm checking myself. (laughs) There were a series of books and articles that all kind of trashed them and they could be part of that. But when push comes to shove, they're going to vote, you know, 100% Dotardian. And I think that advances white Christian nationalist goals. Even, even Dotard is kind of uncomfortable with it. Well, he's not a Christian by any stretch of the imagination. Right. But he, you know, he sold out to that segment because he knew that was the way uh, to gain power. And and it worked. Stay out of jail, too. Well, yeah. and, And but that's, you know, that's the reason that the Republican Party can't do anything about it, because the base is there. What is it like 30 percent? of the base are I, all I, I, for okay I, 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 we're gonna call this podcast the quibble because i'm gonna quibble with that yes they can yes they can at any point decide not to assist it any further there's the saying that they can't run away from it because it's x percent of the vote Sounds like something a political consultant would say. Because that's about that's the that is all about the business of politics. Uh they can't walk away from 33% of the vote. They'd never win another election. And that might be true. But at any point, any of them can grow a spine and say no. At any point, they have complete agency to act like adults. And at some point, that needs to be more of our media narrative than absolving them of blame with a shrug emoji. What are you going to do? It's a big chunk of the base. You got to appease them. I mean, you don't have to. Yeah, I think I heard... On some program I, I was watching, some commentator was saying, you know, kind of what you're saying is, is yes, they can make the break, but they'd have to be prepared to understand at this point in time, they have to go, you know, probably four years losing power because if, they're, if they lose that 
that base. And, you know, during that time, they could kind of reorganize, reconstruct or whatever. I don't know what they would reconstruct to, though. I, I really don't know what kind of, you know, Liz Cheney party. Was that a, a you know, a cakewalk? It's it's again, all of this, all of that is from the political consultant class way to think about it. At any point, they can say, no, we we are not going to deny the election. We're not going to and, uh, aid and abet the rise of Trumpism. You know, at some point that I think the only candidate, Chris, Chris Christie, who is polling at single digit percents low, yeah. uh, comes out at, comes out fairly strongly against that. Yeah, yeah and he has right. He's the, he's the he's the voice of reason in a in a decidedly lack of reason primary, and Nikki Haley kind of does too. Uh, yeah, I think some of them understand they have to start to. I think um, DeSantis kind of had a few pokes at the bear too because I think he understands. Yeah, but they, you know what they. He'll never he'll he might poke at him personally, but he's a hundred percent in line. Oh, with, he is right with and and that's why that's why ultimately uh, I I'm bitching about the the political consultant um, way of thinking. And here's me being a political consultant. He's no different. What's the difference between him and 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 Trump? If you're not going to distinguish yourself from a policy perspective from your opponent then why should i vote for you right, other guys right, the other right. guy's funnier you know the other guy is more charismatic so would you say that chris christie is a white christian nationalist he doesn't he doesn't wear his christianity on his sleeve like some of the other ones but like uh tim is it tim scott is he tim the other scott one? oh my god did you did yeah. you watch part of the debate last night no you couldn't pay me uh. You could not pay me. <laughs> I, I did to my watch best. That. I did. Yeah, but I mean, he 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 was all about we need to bring this country back to God. So he's definitely a white Christian nationalist, even though he's he's black. But uh, thank you. Yes. Uh, uh, so so Tim Scott would would definitely uh, take exception to the idea that he's a white Christian nationalist. <laughs> so how do you explain that? Everyone's uh, a white Christian nationalist guy. Well, okay. So let's get back talking about Mikey. <laughs> <laughs> so I pulled an article. I think I shared it with you. Uh, this is from the New York Intelligencer. And it's uh, the 21 not fun facts about Speaker Mike Johnson. You want me to just read them off or do you want to kind of, but I mean, so it, as I read these off, try to figure out who else on, uh, you know, this is running for the presidency is in, you know, stark disagreement with this stuff. Okay, you ready? I'm ready. He's the least experienced House Speaker in 140 years. I guess that one doesn't apply to. Okay, that was that one. I Greg, that that's that's yeah, inconsequential. He worked for the conservative legal group behind the case that ended Roe v. Wade. So you know, adamant anti-abortion. Okay. Everybody else on the stage last night, anti-abortion. He wants to ban abortion nationwide, including contraception. And I don't know if you saw that Not video good. I sent you. 
in in interviews he lies about his background you know the votes that he did on that yes he does want to in you know national um abortion ban okay if you if you have a co- if you have a commentary on everyone this podcast yeah. oh, okay. is gonna be All right. three hours and 18 minutes <laughs> all long. right I'll, I'll go ahead <laughs> just the headline yes he blamed abortion for school shootings oh he also bad. blamed abortion for social security and medicare cuts he blamed Very mass bad. shootings on the teaching of evolution he fought to make taxpayers fund a noah's ark theme park he's a young he earth won, creationist he, he, he 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 won that too did yes. he not yes yeah but, okay but, sorry my, now i'm talking yeah my bad. young earth creationist okay six thousand years who else do we uh, know that's been on our podcast that's a young earth creationist <laughs> okay <Yeah. laughs> he fought to ban same-sex marriage in louisiana he led an anti-gay campus movement he wrote uh-huh. a lot of homophobic op-eds yeah bruh he introduced a national version of Florida's "Don't Say Gay" bill, and this is all in recent history. This isn't like you know because yeah, he hasn't been in Congress all that long. We're not, we're not long. digging too far deep into no, the archives. No. He was an advocate for covenant marriage, which is a term I hadn't heard of before, which makes it harder to divorce. He and his wife are in that uh, covenant marriage. Correct. He, he blamed post-Katrina looting on America turning away from God. This seems this seems more run-of-the-mill evangelical than all the rest of them the other ones were were pretty extreme this one feels like something that you'd have heard back in the 80s yeah but the groups he's part of and and has been part of um like the alliance defending freedom uh freedom guard first liberty institute these are all listen, things look at, are, just listen to those names read those freedom, names freedom again. freedom yeah alliance defending freedom alliance of so what was the first one Alliance Defending Freedom. Okay, second one. First Liberty Institute. That sounds like a bank. Um, Freedom Guard. Freedom Guard. That now, sounds like one. a that sounds like a like a right wing security service. Yeah. Um. Anyway, what's the what's uh but what's the next one? There's more. <laughs> he doesn't believe in the separation of church and state. Totally disqualified. He says we have it all. We have it all wrong. If we would just read the Constitution, listen to the founding fathers, we would not. He once partnered with a, cons- a conversion therapy organization. Definitely he, bad. He suggested that Rome fell partly because it was too gay. Okay. Uh, okay. But when, so when, I, never mind. Keep going. Bad. <laughs> His wife is an anti gay therapist who, whose work was inspired by the ancient Greeks. That's uh, what? Okay. He was the, the dean of a college that failed to launch. I don't know. And then it's not clear whether he has a bank account. That's weird. And the other weird one is he uses anti-porn monitoring software with his 17-year-old son. Okay. Tell me that's not so strange. It, it, it does. I'd never heard of this prior, but apparent that this, this uh, software. monitoring software, it's not anti-porn. Specifically, it's basic. It's used for porn mostly, but they call it accountability software. Uh-huh. So it is basically being an, a digital open book, and anybody can audit you at any point and see whatever you've been searching for or Correct. visiting. Like you could see your browser, your browser history, and and all that. 
Um, okay. I thought it just flagged, you know, like, like porn sites and that's what they, you know, I am not sent I, to the partner downloaded text for Jesus. I'm not downloading this. <laughs> I'll read more about it, but I'm not going to do that. But the fact that, yeah, yeah, that he shares that with his son, that's, you know what? I don't know anybody that does that. Well, you know what I thought of? Is, I don't so, think I do at least. So normally on those things, because I've heard about this before when I was in the church world. Um, but usually you would have like a friend or somebody outside of your family be the one that would be monitoring or your, what do you call it? Your partner or whatever. Would you call him? Your, um, yeah, your name. accountability buddy? Accountability, yeah, yeah. But this, but this, what you're about to describe very much feels like a 12 step 12 step process sponsor like when you have when you're talking what you're i think what you're about to say when you were in the church world you had somebody outside your family right that right was right, your, right what your accountability buddy right well i mean i was never part of that but i, I heard about that but but the thing i was going to say is with his son and i'm just i'm just you know this is my my theory is that way if you know his his son say hey dad what were you doing on this site it's not going to get outside the family where if it was a you know somebody outside the family you know he can't control that person his his son he can control to say don't you say a word about this son but i don't know i he may be like sparkling clean i mean well, covenant no, marriage and no, all this no, stuff no, I don't no. know. well you know there might be a more practical reason even even than that um because he's the speaker of the house now and he shouldn't be sharing the contents of his phone even with his family right yeah this is a security issue so right, so right. at that 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 takes it that takes it a little more practical than the kind of like a, some of these are kind of are just kind of you yeah and some yeah. of them are you know completely you know disqualifying and in the open when i said are we ready i think there's two levels to it first is to not let our guard down after a pretty successful election night some 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 decent wins uh so you know so you know not yep, decent wins yep. big wins yes yes big wins especially in ohio um yes yeah a and, red state that, that... and well, it's a red state because of gerrymandering. Right, for sure. For because sure. right, and the issues that were on the ballot, those you know, those those were those be important to me. But now they they did vote for Trump. I don't remember what the um, what the percent was versus Biden, and you know that's that's a vote you can't gerrymander. Right. You know what I'm saying? So right. I, you know, it's still kind of red leaning. You know, even more so with his gerrymandering. However, so mm, gonna do gonna do more uh, political punditry. Here that's it goes. Right. That's what we do. I don't think you can decouple the presidential election and abortion now, because one guy bragged about ending it, and the other guy is a hardcore Catholic. That maybe in his heart of hearts doesn't really like abortion, but he's full throated pro choice, and so is his party. Right. So right. 
in 2024, all those people that voted for the right to put abortion in the Constitution, are they going to carry that vote over? And are they going to vote for the guy that got him in that situation? That'll be that that'll be pretty interesting. Bring it back to Mike Johnson. Yes. Emotionally, I definitely was not ready. Maybe it's because I didn't think about it as, as much uh, as I should have. And that some of the alternatives were were pretty bad. But arguably, we may have got somebody worse. That's what I said. You know, we, we, Jim Jordan, you know, is is, you know, wackadoo. He's in, he's he, he but don't, I wouldn't dismiss. I wouldn't dismiss him. He he may be a clown, but he's a dangerous clown. Right, right. He he's a he's a he's a dangerous, unserious, clownish guy. And Mike Johnson is much more serious. I don't know how competent he is, but he's much more serious and he's got unshakable beliefs oh my if if you listen to i and i did this for research jerry uh a couple of his podcasts he's got a podcast that he started out doing with his wife i don't know if his wife is she hasn't been on the last few episodes it's called truth be told with mike and kelly johnson um this guy is a professional evangelical hardcore evangelical christian uh so you know he's he, that's where his talent lies is super, in that world. super super hardcore right and you know I, I think the reason why a lot of people kind of caught off guard is because he's so quiet and mild-mannered and he's oh he looks like a he looks like a he looks like a a schoolboy. Yes, he looks like yeah. he looks like the the up-and-coming uh nephew of bob barr right he and looks, he's he, when he when he does interviews he doesn't you know like like he's not an asshole like like jim jordan or um um who was a previous speaker kevin mccarthy kevin mccarthy you know who's just comes off as being all arrogant and, and all that kind of stuff you know this guy presents well but if you don't know what his background is and you can't rely on what he says in interviews like i say he's been caught in lie after lie because he's lying for the lord and that's what makes to me. That's what makes him more dangerous. Is people really think, "Oh, don't worry, I'm. We're not going to overturn. You know, we're not going to vote for national uh, abortion bans." Uh, hell, hell, oh, I don't think he would. Say, I don't think he would say that. Did he say that? We'll say what? That he wouldn't vote for a national abortion ban. He tried. I can't remember the. It was on Fox, and I can't. I didn't watch the whole interview because I could only stomach so much. But he kind of alluded, you know, he kind of backed off as well. I don't think I said that, you know. So it's like one of those kind of right. He he's 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 kind of slippery in that regard. Yes. He, as he's, he's as evangelicals slippery. are, like like Mike Pence. Oh my God. <laughs> Can he just just be slippery? Does everything got every negative feature about this dude yes. go back to his yes. to his belief system? <laughs> uh, I, I think that's a big basis of it you know it's okay to lie you know if, if it's you know further the kingdom so oh they, he would never say he was lying though oh, of course not no he, he would he would he would never he would never say he's lying the covenant marriage is is kind of 
uh, definitely unusual. And there is a certain cohort of right wing bro culture that really comes out against no fault divorce. They want it to be much more difficult to get a divorce. Right, right. And that is, you want to talk about the patriarchy? That's the capital P right. patriarchy right there. But he he's in one of those marriages. Yeah, and, and I think, you know, one of the reasons for it, I think, is in a, by their definition, you cannot be, you know, an elder or a pastor or any kind of church officer if you were a divorced person. Under what denomination is that? Uh, it, it's evangelical. I mean, it, it's true under... Is that kind of a standard rule? Kind of a standard. In yeah, all, like of, all of them? Southern Baptists, the non-denominational that are um, evangelical. That's My dad was part of one of those things, and uh, you know, he was kind of surprised when they kicked him off the elder board because he uh, was divorced. <laughs> really? Pissed him off big time, and he quit oh. that church because of it. <laughs> So he was, uh, I don't know why I want to like talk about everybody's feelings tonight, but after that happened, how did he feel uh, he was, other, than, other than angry? But how did he, no. like, why would, why did that make him so angry? Because he lost power. I mean, he, he well, I don't want to get too much into the family kind of stuff here, but he enjoyed that level of power and you know control over over the church and influence you're, influence you're, there you go you're right. you're you're you're, you're right. kind of a big shot right yeah you make the decisions Player. for the church right mm -hmm. so and then then you're you're kicked off of that but it's like when you're part of a church or part of a belief system that holds to literal beliefs you know you you can't say well i'm against gay marriage but then you know this thing about divorce you know that 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 can't be taken literally. So you know? why? But why was he surprised? Or was he? I, I mean, you, when you're when you're at a place that preaches this all the time, I know, and you're not living it, and somebody calls you out on it. To, to the, in the set of beliefs that you're down with, that you've uh, yeah. you've been in violation of. Like, did he get divorced and then they kick him out? Or did they find out he was divorced once before and they used as an opportunity to shiv him in the back? I'm trying to remember the um, the timeline on, on that. I think he was part of the church, but I don't think anybody else on the elder board had gone through a divorce before. So I don't think they had to really deal with it before. So I think there's like their, their, their first experience with right. it. Oh, you know what? That whole, that whole, Biblical or uh, church rules inerrancy, mm -hmm. man, it sucks when you when you're outside of it. Yeah, it'll bite now you in you the ass. How, now you know how the rest of us feel. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but anyway, so that's that's uh, that's covenant marriage kind of thing is to prevent those kind of divorce situations, so you don't get kicked off the board of elders. I guess you know the, it, it's really easy to focus on. And, you know, everything, just said another, you know, <laughs> everything that's in that article, the 21 unfun facts, I'd say about 15 of them were seriously unfun. Oh, Some yeah. of them seemed kind of like, uh, you know, you're a Republican. Right. It doesn't really influence 
made but particularly. But yeah, we have no idea about his comp his competence or his legislative style or what he's going to push or what right. he's going to how he's going to wield that power. Well, the first and how the Republican caucus is going to let him wield it because the lunatics kind of run the asylum. Right. And he probably knows there are certain people he cannot piss off or they'll dump his ass too. And how long before he can't help himself but to push all of the social and religious beliefs and try to codify them into law? He, he, he can't, he won't be able to help himself, will he? Oh, I can't it's, see it's that too much of a, it's too much of who he is. Right. And it sounds like there's not a in, in the Republican Party in general, not a lot of support for funding Ukraine. Well, they are they are the party of Putin. Right, right. So yeah, of course not. And, and we saw that on the stage last night too, talking about that. Yeah. You saw it. I see. <laughs> And and what and what did what did I miss? A shit show is basically what you what you missed. But what about no, the no. Ukraine part? Uh, yeah, I mean, basically the only one that kind of stood up for that would be um, um, uh, Haley and and Christie. The other ones pretty much kind of said, well, yeah, and and they were real elusive about it. But always wanted to tie it to the border. We have to fund the border and solve the border thing, and then you know we can talk about Ukraine. So they're tying it. And, uh, why is it? Why did they? I'm going to regret this. <laughs> How much did they talk about the actual war in Israel? Yeah, there was quite a few. Questions. I don't like. I don't recall offhand the particular questions, but they were all in support of Israel. But but of course, you have to to get. You know, the evangelicals are all about Israel. They should not. They they should. The evangelicals should not be dictating our foreign policy. No, though. they shouldn't. You're right. And right. I choose my words very carefully. There's no justification for all kinds of things going on. And it's very difficult to call the to call call them out without being forced to you know take a side. Right, right. And the Israeli people don't want the war. For sure. Like a vast majority of them don't want the war. So when we, the royal we are supporting Israel. Who are we supporting? I'm going to restart for the third time. If no, Mike know, Johnson, is, is if, if Mike Johnson was the equivalent of Mike Johnson was in any other nation, we'd probably call him a zealot. Mm -hmm. Why can't we call him that here? Or is it fair to call him that? Because they don't call, they don't call the Israeli settlers zealots, but they sure act like it. Mm. 
I'm against zealotry in all forms. And Mike Johnson seems very zealous about his beliefs yes, he and does. potentially in a position to do something about that. Should we be less shy about labeling people with extreme religious views as zealots? Or is that, a, is that an unfair, too judgy of a term? No, I, I don't think so. But I don't know, you know, some people can define that as being passionate, I guess. I'm, you know, I, I have zeal, a zealous person, you know. I'm, so I'm, I, I don't know if that's a derogatory enough or descriptive enough term for what he's doing. Oh, it's... But I guess mm. you know, in in his worldview, mm. that's the thing you have to you have to see that he is in a whole separate world than the rest of us, especially you know uh, people that are non-believers, obviously, or people. But that's that are... not good. But that's not good enough for folks like that, though. Having a separate world is not good enough for them. They want right. everybody to be in it. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. and you know. There, oh, did it again. I think I'm at four you knows. Probably That's more. Right. If we were on video, I'd have like a you know meter. Little <laughs> checks next to me on the side. Well, I'm keeping a tally here. No, I'm not. Eventually, not. eventually crowding out the screen. They want their rules for everybody. Right, right. Yeah, it's just like and, abortion. It's just, you know, if, if you don't want an abortion, don't get one. Why do you have to, you know, force that... Um, view on everybody else i guess we'll find out what kind of politics what kind of, where his political instincts are though and how he chooses to talk about it well because, that's because they're getting their ass handed to him on that issue i mean if you listen it's, incre it's increasingly evident that it's a loser for them and even even the sane people behind the scenes in the gop realize it yeah but but Mike Johnson in particular is boxed in. His beliefs won't allow him to He's not boxed in. It's his choice. Hmm? You you so what you're saying is he is not going to think of this in a political way. His views on that are set in stone. They're one and in the same. They're one in the same. You know, what one of his interviews and I'm sure you saw this, you know, the clip about People don't understand who I am. Well, I have, all they have to do basically is pick up a Bible. Right. Okay. Which And, and that's true. Which, by the way, it, it means something to him when he says that. Right. But what are you, what, when, when he said that, where did that hit you? Because when you, for me, it was like, what? Well, and, and you could take, you know, like like for a progressive Christian, they could say, well, I do too. You know, if you want to see how I how I live, you know, I believe the uh, the socialist Jesus, you know, that loved everyone. And, and uh, you know, and but that's obviously not where he's coming from. No, no. He disregards I mean, that part look, of the Bible. Right. Clearly not. Right. right. So yeah. it, it it sounds but when he Maybe. says that, and you know that he's a, a you know a young Earth creationist, everything in there is, you know, literal to him. That so when he says that's his worldview, and you know, 
our, our, our friend Tom. He can't, he can't be much of a climate change dude either. He's not. Absolutely. There was yeah. an article I saw on right. that. He, yeah, definitely not. Right. Yeah. Weather changes, you know. Well, and if they think that Jesus is coming back soon, it doesn't matter. That's that's the other part of that is, you know, that, you know, we can burn all the fuel we want because Jesus is coming back to redo this place. So that's 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 and that's what I'm saying. That's this stuff is is scary. You know, this list, the 21 things. And I'm sure there's a lot more than this that we're going to learn as, as we go along. Better hope we do. I, I think we want to learn more. Yep. And one of the reasons I was asking you how you felt when you when you when the realization hit you of who this guy was and what he believes and what's what he's all about. It hit me in the oh this is this is this is not this is not good either. Like this this is this is not good. And I did not want to I didn't want to hear any interviews with him. I didn't want to dive in on all his beliefs. Mm. I didn't want to listen I, I to the podcast. <laughs> I, I I did I didn't. I I, I didn't want to. I, I I've I've listened to a couple uh, since then, but at first it was emotionally my shoulders probably slumped. Just kind of. Uh, I don't want to dive in to articles and and information that I know are just gonna are gonna bum me out. Yeah, but on one level, you you know you have to be aware of what his thought process thought processes are to know what the potential danger is. And like I say, the other thing that that I would probably use the word terrified uh, is is like this is the party. This is the GOP. This is the this is their poster boy for the GOP. When one hundred percent of of you know the people in Congress, the GOP Congress, voted for this guy with no dissension, not a single one. It's like, yeah, because I'm sure they knew his background. Now, pe- you know, people on I, our our side, I don't think. But that Jeff, I, his but, side, but Jeff, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think they. I I don't know if they did, honestly. I I don't I don't know if they did, but they don't they did not have an out for not voting for him. They didn't have a plan B C no. D or yeah. nope the, the the no these are I mean these are these are all Congress people, and if you step out of line in that party in this way. At this time, you're going to get kneecapped, and these people like their jobs, and and they don't have a big track record of standing on principle about anything that goes outside of what dear leader thinks and says. So to have somebody that they know was basically hand selected. Or the first person that wouldn't get attacked by dear leader. I don't know. Like I say, I, I don't know what other names they were toying with. 
It did. You know, it, it, they, it didn't, I know they had didn't. to they had to check the one box about that they were you know uh, in favor of overturning the election. They had to check that box, right? But there was a bunch. Of, was it like sixty um, percent of uh, the GOP Congress um, voted to overturn? It was a high number. I can't remember exactly right. what that, it was. That but... just that kind of that reinforces my point. These people these don't these people don't stand on on principle. So once dear leader picks somebody, but do you think he picked this guy or do you think that he said, yeah, okay, this, this guy's good. I don't, I don't remember ever hearing that Trump said, this is a guy you need to put in there. I don't know. Uh, do you th- so we'll put our pundit question hats on. Do you think he did or did not fight for Jordan? I don't think he did. I don't know what we what would he have against Jordan because you know Jordan was heavily it's not, involved. It's not, it's, in not what, it's not what he has against him. It's not, it's not what he has against him. Well, I'm just saying. Did he so... did he did he fight for him? Would he have would he have accepted Jordan? Probably. Did he fight for him? Uh uh-uh. uh. Uh uh. Did he fight for Mike? Or did he just? Say I think yes? he. I I think he. I I think they he was more comfortable with mike than jim jordan yes hmm. and i don't i don't know what would put him in that camp with trump i guess versus jim jordan oh he's the he's the he's the king of the he's one of the king of the true believers well and maybe the other thing too as i thought about this is he doesn't because he's quiet and unassuming doesn't steal steal the spotlight like a jim jordan would that's true so maybe 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 a little more subservient yeah oh for sure yeah trying trying to put somebody with really strongly held religious beliefs under your thumb that can't be that can't be that easy because when push when push comes to shove if he has to choose his deeply held christian beliefs and dear leader He's got to choose between the two. What's he going to choose? I don't know either. Yeah, I mean that's that's. I don't be, know either. It'll be fascinating to see this play out as we go yeah, forward. I don't. Want, I, don't I don't want to be part of part no. of this experiment. <laughs> you know, I, I don't. Uh, I don't. I don't want to be part. I don't want to be part of that experiment. No. And no. I'm trying not to think too far ahead, but. Elections next year, man. Yeah, yeah. Like three days, we're less than a year away now. Yeah. So it's on. Well, and I would say if we play our cards right, and I'm not always confident that our who, side is going to do that. Well, uh, the the people that are running the you know uh, uh, for election on our side. Hmm. You know, when they're running their campaigns, is obviously they need to bring up, uh, you know, the Roe v. Wade abortion issue, but I think they also need to bring up this poster child for the Republican Party and list off these things that this is because you know, talk about your slippery slope. It's not. It's probably not just about you know controlling a woman with uh, via abortion. It's 
there's going to be a whole lot of things that that come out of that if if he has his way um and that you know you can start to roll back other other rights that we have uh voting rights um lgbtq rights so you know i i see all kinds of erosion of our and, and you know what he's ta- what what he's talking about is not a democracy he tries to define it as as a democracy that that actually what they're trying to do is the original democracy that our founders intended now uh, but see we can't we can't waste any breath we we can't we can't waste any breath trying to debunk that if you try to debunk that you have lost yeah you you have lost because you're talking about what they want you to talk about and they're not talking about what you believe in and what you see as as the way it should be as opposed to trying to convince somebody that the other guy is that much more terrible that does not that appears to be a losing message make all kinds of distinctions make all kinds of distinctions mm-hmm. of where you like we want things we should be talking about stuff that we believe in and we should be saying it louder and i'm not talking about on a uh election level i'm talking about friends and neighbors mm-hmm. people at work too often that kind of conversation gets taken taken out because nobody wants to talk about politics because it's too controversial and we can't talk about that because you don't want to you don't want to make anybody upset all right now i don't want to make any i don't want to i don't want to make anybody upset but i also want to call out what i believe in and what i think is bullshit and if we don't say if we don't talk about it then it's almost like it's not important right and but, but it you, is important but you can't use an overall umbrella term like you know white christian uh, nationalist well not well not <laughs> no i was going to say that uh um, we're in danger of losing our democracy we are but you can't just say that and not explain example after example after example of where that's happening now i don't think that's i don't think that that term i think that i that's a that's a bad that's a bad term to me well and, i don't and, i don't think it's i don't think it's effective i don't think it's effective i don't think it scares people yeah. i don't think it i don't think it has the impact when that you that when you say it right. you're saying it because you think it's a five alarm fire right but it doesn't convey it and not everybody feels that deeply about it i don't think it resonates like well, i've but- never heard that said and somebody go oh well if we're going to lose our democracy if you put it that way i don't i don't think that reaction brings that emotion out of people right and on the other side of the coin if you listen to his podcast he talks about this about our side and and it's entirely demonized you know where it's it's not just socialism but the slippery slope to communism and um you know hedonism and godlessness yada 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 so they've redefined Unbi- democracy. Un- un- unbiblical sex right 
right uh uh divorce yep I mean kind of your standard prior so, to dear leader right checklist so there but i'm what i'm saying is is they're using that same argument we're about to lose our democracy but they're defining democracy far differently than than we are it's going to be i you I, you think he's going to be able to help himself in not trying to restrict the rights that um gay people have have gotten have clawed their way to get well right now you know they have a slim majority in the house right and i don't know that i think it's just simple majority in the house to pass things but then it goes to the senate right right and in the senate we thus far have control so even if he proposes something it's not going to go very far at this point but that's why the 2024 elections are critical if we but just proposing it though maybe it's maybe maybe it's not all doomed to fail but it would feel like it's doomed to fail but it's certainly not stopping them from trying from him from yeah. trying well and, and the other if... thing it does is then he could point his finger at our side and say see these people are obstructing if we had control over the house we would actually be able to pass these these things and the presidency, as obviously. Right, right. Yeah, to sign it into law. and mm -hmm. uh, So, you know, they could use it as that kind of a tool, I would think. I don't know. I, I don't want to uh, see into their minds. But it, but, but it's coming. It, it's, it's, it's right around the corner. Yeah. And I think maybe it feels less exhausting when you know you're in a fight that you just realize every election is going to have an undercurrent of this or it's going to be directly about this kind of stuff even to school boards and libraries and maybe now more and more people are realizing that you can't sit out in every one of these elections has to be a battle and if we're in a if we're in a battle, then we're gonna fight like we're in one. And a lot of people spent a lot of time and money and and just willpower to push all that stuff through in a very hostile environment in Ohio. And the people, you know, the Virginia they flipped the legislature, right? It was they, Republican. Yep. And they and, flipped the power. Yeah. And I had seen one too many. Glenn Youngkin is the uh, future of Republican politics and presidency. This. Yeah. That that guy's dear leader in a in a sweater vest. Yeah. Um, like to definitely no to him big time. And I don't rule out. Don't rule out the governor of Georgia. Uh, I was just thinking that same thought. He's you know, not, as a last minute savior kind of thing. You're saying, I, uh, you know, not no, but somebody who is flying at, smarter than all of them, and politically smarter, way yep. better, po way better oh, yeah. politician, yep. and you know, probably smarter with beliefs 
I don't know how, how far the apple falls from the tree, but he's super popular here. He won the last one pretty big. Yep. Maybe he's sitting it out because there's no reason for him to get all muddy and and wait. But in 2028, I bet he shoots his shot. Okay, uh, I, I was thinking 2024 if they don't get there, you know, because I don't see anybody advancing to overtake Trump at this point. So, you know but, so why? So why? That's exactly the reason to sit it out. That's exactly the reason to sit it out. Why would you? Why would you? Why would you go be cannon fodder and and attach a big L to your name? And there's no there's no benefit to him to take on dear leader. Well, no, I was there's the no scenario benefit. I was thinking of, but but again, I, I know there's time limitations on when you can get on ballots and things like that. Well, do you do you think? And I, I've argued this in my house. What are the what's the percentage chance that dear leader is not on the ballot in November? I think single digit. I think he's got to die. I think he's got to get, I think he's, he would have to die or have a major medical incident. So none of or, the, uh, the court cases would, if, if he was convicted is his core supporters aren't going to give a shit that, about that. But, I, but I, I, I don't care what his core supporters think. Right. So is he going to ever serve a day in jail? Ever. Yeah. And if the answer to that is zero, then nothing is going to stop him from running. Well, you can even be president from jail, apparently. So not, not quite sure I, you have a cabinet. I, meeting, I don't but... think I, I don't think there's a snowball's chance in hell that anybody else is on the ticket other than him. I mean, that's the way it looks right now, but you know, I and I'm not I'm not pinning any hopes on on any of the uh the court cases, but I, I was going to, I'm just thinking if one of them convicts him. Well, he's not, he would not go to jail for the one in New York that he's on right, trial right. for Right, That's now. a civic thing, right? right? And the other, the classified documents isn't going to happen. You think the classified documents going to happen in time? That one I haven't really heard a lot about, but you know, the one here in Georgia, you know, sounds like it's moving along. Pretty good, you know. And I thought we would have more people dropping, you know, and uh, turning, uh, uh, taking taking the plea or whatever, like some of the other ones did. I thought there would be more doing that. Like Rudy, I thought would be one. He said he did. Did he? Did he not say he was going down with? He was. He was no way he was going to plea. I I I didn't hear from him, but I just kind of, you know, at, at this point, I don't know. But yeah, I haven't heard anybody else drop it like that, I was hoping. That's a lot of that's a lot of stuff to think about. Yeah. During well, I, the course of a of an already kind of emotionally fraught presidential campaign. Well, and and the other thing that you know the reality uh check for me on on these court cases too is is it's a trial by jury. All it takes is one person on the jury to go thumbs down. That's the way the system's supposed to work, Jeff. I know, but I'm just saying that I don't know how, you know, you're going to, each side has to come out and, and find, you know, find jurists that they mutually agree on. 
That's going to be an interesting process. In I think everybody's going to need to to have some coping skills planned for the outcome of these trials. Because if it doesn't go what in the way that you think it should go, I do not want to be taken off guard by that. Mueller time was it. <laughs> That's the last time. <laughs> the last time too. I'm gonna. Yep. Yep. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm going to fall for that. Yep. This so, is it. This is it. It's the big I'm, one. I'm not dismissive of his chances, but every uh, there's been countless times when you think some of the worst people in the world were going to actually pay for what they've done, and they haven't. All right. And for various reasons, you know, you go into a funk or people put laments on Twitter and all their social I, I don't want to. I don't want to be in. The, I don't want to be in that position. I'm gonna be much more, much try to be much more level headed about that. It, it's called X now, Jerry. It's not Twitter anymore. Not to me. <laughs> Forever Twitter. Well, since I uh, since I'm not on it anymore, yeah. that I can basically call it whatever I want. That's true. And it does certainly appear to be an open more of an open sewer these days oh for sure and that's that's exactly what elon musk wanted it to be because he thought it was being far too uh left-wing radicals on there well that would be that would be a conversation for for a future live stream Ooh, yeah because i'm sure we are at time yep or beyond but good conversation we didn't talk about mike johnson as much as i as i thought well, um, he's all part of it, but I mean, if that's, hey, if you want, let me try this. If you want, I can play like the, the, uh, the intro to his podcast is just, I don't know how to describe it. Fire away. All right. I got to put it up to the mic here. You ready? Let me I know if you, stuff. if you can hear it. Great to see you. Thank you for that. Anyway, right now is Louisiana Congressman, Vice Chairman of the Republican Conference, Mike Johnson. Somebody knows Congressman Mike Johnson. Nailed to the wall by a terrific Congressman Mike Johnson. This guy's fantastic. Congressman, you are a constitutional scholar. You practice constitutional law, so you know your stuff on this. This guy is sharp. I think he may be the sharpest guy that the Republicans have in the House. Kelly's message at our conference was life saving. What an example of great history. Kelly's godly counsel literally saved our marriage. Mike Johnson, what a job, what a great guy, what a good, good politician because you love it and you love the people and you really are, you're a natural. Thank you very much. I appreciate you being here, Mike. Mike and Kelly Johnson have been leading together on faith, family, and freedom for nearly a quarter of a century. Few couples are trusted more. That's oh, enough. My there. God. I mean, is that self-ingrandizing oh, enough for you there? Jeez. I mean, you know, you think he's just a quiet unassuming. No, he's he sounds like a like a quiet oh. asshole. Sounds like. Well, have plenty to talk about in episode 131. <laughs> I'm sure there will be. My recommendation is to try and keep a level head, everyone. And I'm gonna try to practice what I preach. Yeah, church there term. You go. I, I can't top that. I'll go along with that as well. Amen, brother. All right. See y'all later.